For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Blue Jays fans, welcome to another, I'm going to say, rebroadcast of Jaybird Watching slash Radio Scouts podcast. Yes, it's another week off. We've had all sorts of fun going on, with, but it's not worth doing two shows when we've been on back and forth with the Radio Scouts guys. This coming week, we will be back, Brendan Panikar and myself, Craig Borden, for the regular Jaybird Watching show as we are going to talk winter meetings and some other shenanigans, you know, just to see what we can get going. Coming up, though, fans, get excited. We are going to start having some fan episodes every other week as we go through the Toronto Blue Jays offseason. This is to interview you on your fandom. So start hitting up those Twitter's accounts at us for us at BirdwatchingGC and give us a little audition. Tell us what you would like to talk about. Maybe you got a good Blue Jay story that you would like to share with us and then we can put on the air. And let's just see where we go. But we are hoping to have some more fan interviews coming this offseason to keep this wonderful Blue Jays podcast rolling through the offseason. Until then, here is another lovely episode of Brandon Panikar this week joining the Jaybird uh, watching team, joining the Radio Scouts podcast. Listen and enjoy. Yeah! yeah. Brought to you by five guys who haven't reached third base. This is the Radio Scouts podcast with John, Mike, Andrew, Alan, and Nick. So we'll just jump jump right into it. Episode thirty something of the Radio Scouts podcast. Alan is here. I am here. I'm John. Mike is here, and special guest Brendan from Jay Bird Watching is here as well. Welcome, sir. Thank you, boys, for having me. It was great having you on when uh, Craig and I had Alan and Mike on in the summer. So it's nice to return the favor. Definitely. But let's start with uh, the non-tender deadline. Uh, Blue Jays have non-tendered Luke Miley, Derek Law, and Jason Adam. Yep, dead air. Exactly. And no one else. <laughs> and literally no one else. Like, what? <laughs> whoop de doo Yeah, exactly. These were the easiest decisions they could have possibly made. Well, you know what? Maybe we should give them credit for non-tendering Maley because I thought that Brendan Drury non-tendering him would have been a pretty easy call, but apparently not. So maybe we should at least be grateful that some of the guys, you know, he didn't tender everyone a contract. Well, there's just there's no reason for Miley Law or Adam. They were they were all pretty terrible. I mean, Luke Miley can be a backup, yeah. but there's no reason to have Luke Miley oh, around when Brandon you've got. Curry. Yeah. Wait, guys. Before this goes any further, I just need to know what are you all drinking today? Uh, I have some water. That I doesn't have anything in it. Wow, you guys are pussies. <laughs> 
Hey, Let's I don't see. know where you guys are recording from, but it's it's after 9 p.m. here on the East Coast on a Tuesday night, so I'm not too down to drink tonight. Yeah, yeah fair I got to work tomorrow, too. Yeah, I, I got to go pick up my passport, which is why I couldn't join you guys last week with Craig. Sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm drinking uh, Fickle Mistress Blueberry and Cranberry Dry Hop Sour. That sounds delicious. That by sound really good. Block 3 Brewery. Where are they Ooh, located? Okay. St. Jacob's. And where's that? <laughs> uh, north of Kitchener. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I know where that is. Uh, All right. Now that you mention it. Mike? I'm, I'm drinking a sheep dip, and that's with a P, not a CK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it is a, um, it's a blended malt scotch whiskey. Sheep dip, of course, slang for sheep shit. So good for yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Give it, leave it to the Scottish for that. What was that? What? Nothing. I didn't say anything. Uh, oh, gosh. That's my thought. <laughs> yeah. So the three obvious no-brainer uh, non-tenders. So, Alan, you were you were speculating a little bit about Drury being tender to contract. Is no, that a bad no, thing, no, good thing? I think, I think Drury was a no-brainer non-tender. Okay. And he was tendered. Right. That's what, that, was all, that was the only thing I was just saying. Yes, it doesn't make sense to bring back Luke Miley, you know, at least on an arbitration on an arbitration deal, but it did also didn't make sense to bring back jury. So who really knows? So why did they bring jury back? That's the big question. Brendan, take the first shot at it. Uh, because they're stupid. (laughs) I I actually, I'm kind of at a loss for words. (laughs) Probably. That's probably the truth though. Well, it is kind of probably the truth. A lot of people seem to be gravitating towards that way lately with how this front office uh, operates. eh? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of thinking, leaning toward the fact that, yeah, Ross Atkins uh, is not as smart as we hoped he was. I, I don't doubt that Mark Shapiro is. I have nothing against Mark Shapiro. I think he's great. But, I mean, the jury's still out on Ross Atkins, and so far, is so bad, I guess. He's just not making those big splashes. And this is the time to start doing that. Not doesn't need to get Cole. He just needs to go out and start making some moves now. And he keeps letting people, you know, fly to the wayside. Like, I mean, we've seen Mike Moustakas sign, Kyle Gibson, Jake Odorizzi. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens for the rest of the way. But he needs to start making some moves now because he needs to supplement that young core with some free agency infusions on the off chance that they actually do better than they're projected to do, like some teams in the in the recent past, like the Yankees, the Braves, the Astros, the Cubs, who are all rebuilding. And then suddenly, oh, shit, we're really good. Um, so he needs to get ahead of the game and and – plan for that instead of waiting for it all to come together yeah and at that point it's too late wouldn't it be awesome if we had like a top three offense out of nowhere and then didn't bother getting any pitchers in the offseason that's like my <laughs> dream scenario i mean wasn't that kind of like the 2015 team didn't really have a rotation to start other than dickie and burley and they just kind of emerged like crazy I yeah mean, they did that bautista and edwin and donaldson but still they had the best offense in baseball if they can come close to like a top 10 top five hey you never know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think even well, we don't have a Burley or an Estrada or anyone like that right now. That's the big yeah, difference. That that's right. So we, I mean, that's why I think they need to go out and make some of these. You know, get a couple of guys like a, a one and two or a two and three. Like I, I would love to get. I'm on the sign Zach Wheeler train for sure. I know not everybody is, and I get it, but I would comfortably give that man like a hundred to hundred and ten million dollars over five years and feel pretty good about it because I think there's a ton of upside. And you can front load that deal too. They got nothing on the books 
pretty much after this year, so much of that money's too low. Uh, I can't remember when exactly it comes off the books, but now you just got three guys that are guaranteed contracts after this season is up. You got yeah. Lourdes, Chase Anderson now, should they pick up his option next year, uh, and Randall Grichik. So front load the deal if you're worried about an injury to Zach Wheeler, and it makes it easier to get rid of him in a few years from now if he doesn't pan out. Yeah, exactly. I think I saw a stat where, uh, sorry, John, I was going to interject here quickly, that um, the Jays have the second lowest opening day projected payroll right now at $69.3 million. And I think the lowest in baseball was the Marlins at six. So now is the time. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. Like, there's no question, dude. The Jays have to go after pitching. But And what was it that uh, Atkins said uh, recently, that they were targeting pitchers with what they considered to be non-contending teams with multiple years of control. Well, no shit. Who is not? Everybody is. Everybody goes after those guys. Like, that's not... And it's not like there's some secret, you know, organization out there that has these guys in reserve that they can just call up and, and get these guys off of, but... They're like just they're, waiting for, for Atkins to make the call, man. Exactly. But the thing is, why... why so... Getting any of those guys is going to cost you assets. Um, why not just sign some guys that only cost you money? Exactly. Tis a good or may- maybe a pick. Maybe a pick. But that's hardly um, significant at all. Like the, the cost of a compensation pick is really, what, $4 million, I think, is is the value of that. So it's really, it's nothing in, in the grand scheme. And that's not for everybody. I mean, the Ryus and Keikos of the world aren't even going to cost a, a compensatory pick. So... I mean, that's just reserved for, like, Wheeler, Cole, Strasburg, those types. Exactly. And, there's, and, and now the Jays did sign Cole, just not the right one. <laughs> yeah. We already talked about that, John. Listen. Listen, okay. just because you're too busy getting cucked by your wife doesn't mean that we don't have to <laughs> show here, okay? Yeah, I deserve that. But whatever. How's uh, married oh, life, Alan? Exciting. What was that, Brendan? that? I was gonna say, was it, don't you want to talk about AJ Cole a second time? Like, come on, man, give him oh, some credit. He's very, very like, exciting. Literally, the last thing I want to do on earth. <laughs> you sound so, so convincing. Yeah, we got Shoemaker. We don't need him anyway. Yeah, so I mean, I actually like that. That was a good tender. Oh, yeah, for I sure. Like, I like Shoe as well. I also like the fact that he's like, I really want to be a Blue Jay forever, just to like get in the fans' heads. Because, like, at this point, I'm sure that he'd say that about literally every team. Did he do anything, like, overtly Canadian? Like, say he bought a moose jaw or a yellow knife? <laughs> I was thinking about those commercials. That or, you were saying or a Sault Ste. Marie, whatever that is. I love John Hamm. It's fantastic. There were a lot of really interesting non-tenders around the league, though. Oh, a lot of them. That's, that's very true. A lot of guys Very that I would transition. have tendered over non-tendering, or I would have tendered those guys' contracts over Drury. Like, pretty much all of them. Yeah, so I'll go through the list real quick that you wrote down, Mike. Um, Kevin Gosman, Taiwan Walker, uh, Jimmer Nelson, Blake Trinan, Domingo Santana, Cesar Hernandez, CJ Crone, Travis Shaw, Addis- Addison Russell, Michael Franco, Tim Beckham, Jose Peraza, Steven Souza Jr., Kevin Pillar, and Aaron Sanchez. Sanchez was kind of a brainless, no no tender since he's going to have shoulder surgery and probably will miss three quarters of the season, so I can get that. Kevin Pillar, I understand. His career. Yeah, that too. Kevin Pillar, I understand because he's pretty shitty and sucks. 
Um, but the rest you of those guys... You got an MVP vote, man. Relax. Yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, nobody's indeed. nobody's nobody's going to hear this on the recording unless we use my recording for some reason. But I actually burst out laughing when you kind of paused on Jimmer and said it. Uh, and I had a drink in my mouth. So that, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was funny to me because uh, that goes back many a year. You guys but, know I originated that, right? Yes. Okay. As long as I get credit. You're always taking credit for stuff. We need, well, a, fa- we need a fact checker for this. It's not fake news. Promise you that. All right, so any one of those guys, like Kevin Gosman, there's a decent target. Taiwan Walker, yes. sure. Oh, give me, give me Taiwan Walker, absolutely. Like, why not? He's why? gonna be cheap too. Those are like, uh, those are no-brainers to chase. Um, what else do you write down? Well, you said you wanted Wheeler. Who are the other guys? Who are the other guys, Mike? Oh, uh, so the well, the Jays are rumored. I mean, two of these originated from John Palmarosi, so they probably oh, don't. Oh, I, I, I was gonna. I, I fucking knew it. I was gonna ask. I was I was gonna ask you. <laughs> yeah. Are these from Morosi? Of a fucking course, there. This guy's like a blue jay vulture. Oh, he's, he's the never, worst. He's okay, so actually, basically, he's no, he's not right. Any signing ever. I don't know. He has. You no, know what he never. does though is that he just wants the engagement, and he knows that Blue Jays fans are super active on social media. So that's what he does. He just yeah, like bullshits, and then gets people to retweet his bullshit. And then all of a sudden, everyone's thinking, wow, John Paul Morosi loves the Blue Jays. Well, I think he has like maybe, you know, one or two sources, and they're probably not anywhere no, near the Blue Jays. I don't even think that. He's and so what he does. I think he's willingly just bullshitting. Well, I think he's off of Ken Rosenthal and uh, yes, he does. Of, uh, what's his name? Jeff Passan all the time because they're always the first ones to break stuff. He's like, first reported, Ken Rosenthal and Jeff Passan. Oh, yeah, cool. You're second on the job there, buddy. Yeah. He's just a clickbait troll, basically. But uh, yeah, so he is ru- he is breaking the rumor, I guess, that the Jays are in on Keuchel and Ryu. I, I think that's just more of a com- more of a common sense thing than anything because they don't have compensatory picks attached to them, and uh, you know they're both kind of within that reasonable range, probably for what they'll cost. Well, so, yeah, that's that's one of those. It's one of those insert team here are rumored to be in on Wheeler, Ryu, and Keiko because they have no compensatory picks attached to them. Yeah. Like but it's the Go ahead. Uh, the Zach Wheeler rumor is actually from uh, Ken Rosenthal. So that's interesting. All right. I'll take that one a little more seriously. I don't know if you guys like or respect or follow Gideon Turk on Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, apparently, yeah, he has his source in the organization and he said multiple times over the last few weeks. And he's texted this source saying that Wheeler is their top target. So that's kind of in line if Ken Rosenthal's reporting that. See, I that's awesome that you say that because I've kind of always had this feeling that the Jays would make a serious play for Wheeler and might even be the guy. They're the team to get that guy. Like, I really, I don't know. I just want it to happen. Well, you said uh, earlier, you said you'd be comfortable giving him, what, 110 over five? Yeah, like... If because uh, I think the rumor is kind of like it's going to cost about five one hundred to get him. I think it sounds like, I guess according to Rosenthal, he's already approached that mark. So if the Jays need to add a little bit in to to you know for some reason to whoa him to whoa, come whoa. Here. they needed that room to to sign Brandon Drury again. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, yeah, they're so at would, their would, maximum would, here. It's five uh, bucks more than what they're offering. Then no good. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I would just give them like maybe an extra, say, 10 million just to kind of make that happen if it uh, if it happens to be their top off. Or not an extra 10 million, but I would go above and beyond that projected $100 million contract to make it happen. What are the chances that uh, Pearson breaks camp this year as, a, say, as a rotation I'm gonna member? I'm going to say zero. He's going to start in Buffalo or he's going to start somewhere a little warmer. I'd be interested because, remember, they've done that in the past, right, with some of their top arms. Instead of having them trot out there in Buffalo and Rochester and northern upstate New York in AAA, they throw them down in uh, in Florida to start the season, and then they come yeah. up once it starts. I don't know. I, I think it's zero. He's not going to break camp. I, I would say the only way that happens is if they sign him to like a, an extension before the season. I think there's about a 15% chance. Oh, that's good. The, the numbers I ran, See, I, I came in at about like... 17.5%, so I'm glad we're on the same. <laughs> that's pretty specific. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta take a lot of factors in. <laughs> no, I, I don't know, guys. Gonna, I was just going to say, I think it'll be the exact same thing uh, as Bo Bichette last year. Guy just comes in and absolutely tears the cover off the ball in spring training, and he still was sent down. We knew that wasn't going to happen. If Nate Pearson comes up and absolutely annihilates major league lineups in spring training, same thing will happen. He's going back down to the minors. I just think pitchers are different because there is a good chance that he's going to miss time over the course of his um, like his his years of team control. So they'll probably end up getting that extra year through injury anyway. Yeah, we we've so, we've touched on that before I, in the podcast. I think I I see it the same way. If I was in the position that um, Atkins is in right now, I'd be looking at the arm, going, "I want that guy in my lineup. If we think he's ready, I want him in the lineup as much as possible while he's healthy." Because we know yeah. his arm is going to fall off at some point, and he's going to be gone for months at a time. So let's get what we can out of him now. That's that's just my opinion. I, I think the way pitchers go these days, that's that's the way it should be. Of course, I think that should be that way for position players too, but... It's more understandable with position players. Given the where the collective bargaining agreement with the control, is a, yeah. Yeah, their health has a little bit more... Um, it's more stable. Yeah, stability. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we can always hope. Uh, let's see. What else is uh, around the league here? Jerickson Profar traded to San Diego for Austin Allen and a player to be named later. Meh. Meh. <laughs> Jonathan VR traded Profar to the Marlins. <laughs> I like this, Mike. I like this one. Jonathan VR traded to the Marlins for a pair of cleats because the Orioles are dumb as shit. I like that. <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> like, that's. What did they get back for him, other than the cleats? It was some college guy who spent like four years in, I don't know, the minors or something. I, I read it. I, I didn't really look into him, but I just know that the the person that said it uh, knows their prospects, so I didn't bother to research. Yeah. It was nobody. It was, it was a non-prospect. VR should definitely return a prospect of some note. At least somebody that's... War player. Yeah, exactly. And he's reasonably $10 million. <laughs> so bad. Hey, I'm so Aguilar. glad the Orioles are so dumb. I was yeah. so worried they'd be not dumb anymore. There's going to take yeah. a lot of time for it's going to take a lot of time for Baltimore to get out of where they are, simply because their whole organization is ten years behind everybody else, and other teams are already five years ahead of where they should be. So they're a good ten to fifteen years behind the top teams. It's crazy. They're very bad, and I'm really glad oh, yeah. they're in our division. The only thing that sucks about them being bad is that rivalry was a shit ton of fun in 2015 and 2016. 
because yeah. you know like even like throughout travel to the united states and wearing blue jay stuff and i see red sox and yankees fans and jokingly boo with them they're like who are you you're a blue jays fan if you yeah. did that to an orioles fan there's a little bit of animosity on both sides so that's going to be the only thing that sucks but everything else take great joy in them being like shit well, I, yeah, I agree with that. I can respect I respect the Yankees simply because they seem to be they've scaled back a bit on their throw money at every problem. They still have that ability, but it's I don't know, it's like uh it's like Cashman has every other GM in the league hypnotized to accept every trade that is totally tilted in the Yankees' favor and somehow he passes it off to the other team as if they're winning the trade and it's just it's incredible to to watch. Yeah, never yeah. make trades with the Yankees. Yeah. Cashman I always wins. He Cashman's probably the best GM in the history of baseball. Even when he trades good players away, he got good players in return. So it's just like he it's never... It's just amazing loses. how many eras he's he's lasted through. Like He started being a GM in the steroid era, and he's adapted as the game's changed. It's like It's a completely different game than it was when he started. And you see yeah. so many GMs being unable to kind of adapt but that hasn't been a problem for him i think he's been doing this for what like 25 26 years or something yeah he's definitely the longest tenured i I would imagine he has to be the longest tenured gm in the league at this point yeah it's gonna be up there at least yeah he's real good finishing off that point i don't respect boston simply because their uh stadium is a cesspool anyway i'm really upset that they fired dave dombrowski yeah, that would have been great for us. <laughs> yeah. would have been. Uh, rumor has it that uh, Fenway Park smells like pee. I can confirm really? that rumor is true. I, I heard can. it smells like hot dogs. I can and, confirm both of those. <laughs> and, well, see, it smells like hot dogs first and then pee. Oh, wow. Oh, by about the third inning. Cool. Maybe that's just hot dog flavored water we're smelling. No. No. It's unmistakable. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just Boston sports fans in general. That's, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Very true. Uh, Mike Mustakas has signed with Cincinnati for four years and sixty-four million dollars. That would have been was nice. A bit surprising. That was a nice bit surprising to me. Paid. It's a good thing to get paid, but isn't that a few years late? Y- yes, exactly. Well, better late than ever. Oh well. Good for the moose. Kyle Gibson, three thirty. Three years, thirty million. Um, that was okay. $10 million for Kyle Gibson. That's all right. What else we got? Mitch Hanniger. Oh, the rumor mill. Mike, this is yours. Mitch Hanniger, Seattle. Is this uh, oh, actually a uh, trade target, or what are we talking about here? Oh, well, before I give the floor to Brendan here, I just wanted to say that I would love for the Jays to trade for Mitch Hanniger. Like, he would easily and instantly be our best outfielder. Brendan, I know, I know you wanted to kind of touch on this. Um, do you have anything in particular... I mean, I brought it. I brought it up last year as a possibility when they started their fire sale. It would be fantastic, and if they're actually more willing to dangle him this off season, then I don't see why not. I mean, I would think that they have plenty in their farm system that would interest Seattle. And as you said, he'd be their best outfielder. You know, an interesting one uh, going back to the non-tenders that we were discussing: Domingo Santana, who was non-tendered, yeah. would be their second best outfielder by weighted runs created plus, not by much, but right behind Lourdes. So, yeah. I don't know. He's worth a look, too. But, yeah, uh, if Mitch Hanniger's available, I'd throw the uh, kitchen sink at him. Do, do you think a guy, like, just going back to Domingo again quickly, do you think uh, a guy in his shoes would take, say, like a one-year, you know, show-me contract for, like, $8 million? Like, is that is that is that reasonable? 
I don't see why not. I mean, he was worth zero wins last year. <laughs> yeah, so. he was. Yeah, he had a I think a nagging shoulder or elbow injury. I think it was or something like that all year. So what's I'm his, not um, too much talk into those numbers. Control situation, like is he in his arm or what? Domingo has. Domingo has, I believe, two years left. Yeah, he's a free agent in 2021. Yeah, so he's got he's got two years. That's not bad. It's a good target. Catch, yeah. light, catch lightning in a bottle and get that 2017 Domingo Santana. My goodness, that would be fantastic. The funny thing is, if you, if you oh for sure, if you squint, you can kind of see Domingo Santana in like Teoscar Hernandez, but hopefully he just has that that 2016 season that Domingo Santana. Or 2017, whatever it was you just said. I can't remember. You have another target here. Josh Hader, reportedly on the block. Four years of team control left for arguably the best reliever in baseball. Is that really a target that the Jays really want to go after, though? Probably not. But, yeah, I don't know. Probably doesn't make a ton of sense in their their position. But, um, I mean, maybe the, the Brewers don't trade him right away and he's available during the season and then the Jays, you know, find themselves in a favorable position possibly if everything goes right and maybe they consider it then why are the brewers looking to trade him that i don't know yeah that they're also they're yeah. also listening on lorenzo kane i saw the other day by robert murray too which is interesting wow well, as a target but just the fact that the brewers are looking to sell that is really yeah, that's interesting weird. that is weird because they've been on the doorstep the last two seasons and they probably would have done something a lot more significant this year if yelich hadn't got hurt at, you know when he in the last month of the season and then missed the playoff. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty puzzling to me. You've got the MVP potentially. Yeah, that's uh, that's just weird for Milwaukee to be. I mean, of course, every team is listening to everything at this time of year because that's what they do, and that's what is weird about Twitter. You hear about everything. They just throw names out there, but yeah, that uh, I just I don't understand that one. Why Milwaukee would be in the in such a selling mode or. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. All right, well, well that kind of leads into the, our next topic, which uh, is Danny Jansen and Reese McGuire were both recently rumored to be available for a pitcher with ample control. So, I mean, Hader, obviously, is a pitcher with ample control, but I doubt that would be the guy that they would be targeting with uh, with Jansen or McGuire. So who is it? Her Who's mom the pitcher? Marquez. Oh, you think? I would love that. Would be that. I doubt it, but I would love if it was like somebody like Herman Marquez, if not him himself. I mean, what, he's, he's 24, got tons of control left. That would be the one of the few guys that would consider moving Danny Jansen or Reese McGuire for, preferably Reese McGuire. That'd be great. Um, I I know that uh, you're you're up on the, um, the advanced statistics, Brendan. Um, being that, you know, uh, Marquez pitches in Colorado, I think a lot of people might look overlook him because of his, you know, his ERA, and we are still in that era where people will look at ERA. But, I mean, this guy is elite. He's so good. High strikeouts. The walks are fantastic. Like, the absolute perfect target. I doubt Reese McGuire would get that, but, I mean, Danny Jansen quite possibly could return a guy like Herman Marquez. Sign me up. I mean, we've seen Colorado not exactly uh, be on the forefront of advanced pitching statistics, given the fact that they've screwed Gray around for so long. Well, they just can't figure out why they can't get a good pitcher. <laughs> yeah, you're a mile in the <laughs> well, air. Hmm. Well, they finally have one. <laughs> no, I see fans though. Rockies fans all the time. It always makes me laugh. They're they're always like, Rockies have never had a problem having a good offense. They've just never been able to get good pitching. 
I'm just like, these people are idiots. <laughs> like, I mean, do you, does, is there like no part of your brain that's like, maybe I should examine why this is? Yeah, science is a thing. Yeah, no kidding. To, to lower the acquisition cost, would you guys take on Ian Desmond's contract? Yeah. If I would do that. They'd if do. the Jays got a, like a Gray or a Marquez out of it? Yeah. yeah I would too. How long, how long is Desmond on the books for? I want to say it's another two or three years. Um, I can't remember, though. I can't remember off the top of my head. If it's two, yeah. Three, mm, I'm getting... Three's pushing it, for sure. Three's pushing it, for sure. <laughs> two, yeah, I could stomach two, for sure. Actually, you know what? It's to the end of 2021, so absolutely. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. There we go. Somebody uh, get on the phone to uh, Atkins. Tell him we've solved the problem. Yeah. Alan, wow. Do you still yeah. have his number, Alan? Atkins is not going to do anything. Hmm. Maybe they should just put us in control. Well, I, I just looked. It's it's fifteen million this year for Desmond in twenty twenty, and then eight in twenty twenty one. And then there's a club option, which which has no chance of getting picked up in twenty twenty two for fifteen million, and uh, two million dollar buyout. So we're looking at twenty five million over the next two years. That's hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And the Rockies are probably the dumbest franchise in the league right now currently no, pittsburgh. the most pittsburgh no not anymore they have ben Charrington now well now but <laughs> yeah and steve sanders yeah, but... i can't believe that prick stole steve sanders yeah <laughs> that was a that was a pretty good move by ben Fuck or was it a dick guy. move well i mean how do you stop a guy from getting a promotion you can't you can't do no that. i know he didn't get a promotion oh, oh yeah yes, he, did. Guess he did scouting director <laughs> to assistant gm <laughs> i'd say off. there's a few extra dollars there yeah they worked with each other in boston too so i wasn't overly surprised that he left but it does suck that's gonna hurt the scouting department yeah for yeah. sure and which is the only thing that this front office has been good at and not at a great time either when you've got a top five pick but i mean yeah. well he's he standards has presented over the last three drafts right yeah so he didn't he's not responsible for bichette and bgo whatever still done very well what is it he got manoa what are his, uh, his big coups then? Manoa last year. Kendall Williams. Yeah. Kendall Williams, yeah. Jordan Groshans. Yeah. There's two. Kloffenstein there's a... would have been him too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kloffenstein, yeah. Um, he probably was Winky. Yeah, Winky. We got to get him on again. Yeah, he's already basically preemptively agreed to it, so we just have to work out a date. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be awesome when he makes the show. And we can have an actual major leaguer on our podcast because he will do it. I think he would. But we should get him on a second time just to kind of like make that happen. Down. Yeah. You know, put the seal. When we get him on there the second time, we'll make him preemptively agree to when he makes the majors that he has to come on the, sh right. the show for the next podcast <laughs> after that. Good, Even if he's still there. <laughs> just take time out of your. <laughs> yeah, so the fifth Force inning me. here, uh, Josh Winkowski joining the podcast. That'd be awesome. Um, so. I, yeah, that's Steve Sanders leaving sucks. Sherrington, eh, but Steve Sanders, yeah, that sucks. It's too bad. Five minor league deals have been signed by the Jays in the past week or so, including AJ Cole, which you guys have already talked about, Philippe Almont, who hasn't played in any sort of notable place since like what 2016. Hey, Justin Miller. Hey, uh, I kind of. Yeah. Sorry, John. I'm just saying. John's just an asshole. Yeah, it's true, but uh, Philippe Almond is just, he, like, he couldn't control the ball when he was here, uh, in the majors, not here in Toronto, I mean, but uh, 
he's had no control ever. So, I mean, he was, what, the pitcher of the year and wherever the hell he played last year? Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa. <laughs> Real tough. Yeah, the there. Ottawa champions. Uh, Justin Miller was also signed. Andy Burns and Patrick Kivlahan. Burns and Kivlahan have been in the organization last year, so nothing really new there. Burns is just your average quad A, triple A rover, plays every position, and will probably get a cup of coffee at some point, but... Yeah, he's an org guy. I mean, there's nothing there. AJ Cole is probably the most interesting name for me, but you guys have already talked about him in previous shows, so won't even talk yeah. about that. And then I, I'd say like maybe there's a five percent chance that Felipe Oman is, uh, you know, somewhat useful this year. Like I, I think he's at least somewhat intriguing because it seems like I know the the competition was like significantly inferior to uh, the major leagues or even probably the upper levels of the minor leagues. Well, definitely up the upper levels of the minor leagues, but he did uh, have great command last year in Ottawa in the, um, what is that league again? Exactly. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> yeah. But he, I think he was his walks per nine around like two, two and a half. Uh, he was pretty much stellar over there. And then he actually did pitch well for team Canada, the Olympic qualifying tournament uh, last month. So, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, and that was against, like, actual, you know, legitimate players, at least some of them. Here's what I know for sure. He'll get a lot of work in spring training. Oh, yeah. That's what we know for sure. He's going to get a ton of work in spring training, and then probably a week before it's over, they'll let him go. That is the most likely scenario. But he's Canadian, so, you know, Twitter. Yay. Yay, make Twitter happy that they have a Canadian on the roster again. (laughs) So irritating. Yeah. Yeah. Maple boners have been happily ever since the Washington Expos have won the World Series maple boners everywhere yeah Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it every time uh, Canadians just, are so cringy uh, sometimes yeah can be so that's pretty much covered everything that um, is noteworthy in the Jays uh, land this week like I said there's been, lots of stuff happened nothing important yeah not, not a ton does anybody have a cricket sound so. Because <laughs> that's pretty much sums up. Say. So, well, let's let's spitball a little bit here. So, we'll we'll go back a little bit to uh, the trade scenario because we talked about this in in previous shows. That they obviously Atkins seems to favor the trade route as opposed to the free agency route for um, acquiring players for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Can we try and get inside of his head a little bit? Why is that? Mm-hmm. He's dumb. Okay, I have let's. No, I have no answer. <laughs> un, let's unpack that a little bit, because he's dumb. Is there some like weird aversion to spending money, when it's almost? I don't know. It's almost John like he's made a promise to ownership or something that he wouldn't go above a certain payroll over like a certain span. You know, like like what, like, oh, I, five, like ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, like, there's there's no money on the books right now. What the hell could he? kind of it's, payroll could they possibly he possibly have promised it's just so odd it may be in return for spending more down the road you know you know how like rogers runs a team like it's a two-bit operation like you know they're owned by like some dude who just happens to like baseball with mm. barely any money in his pocket when in reality they're probably the richest owner in baseball correct it's it's very frustrating as a, as a blue jays fan but that you know aside from that I can't really think of a reason why he has such an aversion to spending money. I mean, now is the time. So I, I don't know. 
Isn't their largest contract they given out the thirty six million to J Hap? I know they offered Edwin the eighty million over four years, but definitely the one that's actually gone on the books was Hap's thirty six million, right? The the current regime? Yeah. What's uh Or was it Kendrick's Morales? And then Morales was right behind at thirty three. What was what's Gritchick? Fifty two, but I guess they kind of already had him in the org. I mean they like yeah. somebody yeah. Oh okay, so you mean straight free agent, yeah, okay. So Wow, uh, that's fantastic. Funny. We had this conversation. I was going back and forth with some people on Twitter today about this exact conversation, and it's crazy some of the things that people think of as to why they're not spending money. And one person chimed in saying, I could see this being possible because I'm convinced Rogers wants to sell the team, but no. keep the dome and media rights. So overvalue the team while keeping expenses low gets the greatest profit off of the sale. Uh, I don't think so. No, but, no chance. No. No, not at all. So that's uh, it. The longer this goes on, the crazier these responses to these kinds of questions will get. It's true. Is it, it the Jays are worth so much more to Rogers simply for the fact that it's called Rogers Stadium, and they can basically advertise directly to millions of people every day during the summer. It's worth way more money to them intact in their control. The fact that they don't. Food. The fact that they don't have to pay for uh, a fair TV deal is money in their pocket. They also got the stadium pretty damn cheap, too, considering when they got it. So it's, uh, it's paid by taxpayers. Exactly. Thanks a lot. Assholes. I know, right? Yeah. So Rogers is uh, benefiting greatly. Yeah. The, the whole the I get that they're a publicly traded corporation. So a lot of the the Jays. The Jay's balance sheet is is listed amongst all the rest of the stuff, so it has to be, it has to remain profitable. Um, so maybe that's why. I mean, it's not like people are coming out in droves to see the to see the game. Although, as we know, gate attendance isn't exactly the strongest uh, or the number one revenue source for most teams these days, and hasn't been for quite a while. I, I, it's amazing that people still think that. It's important. But it's not the number one revenue source anymore. Yeah, but this is such an important offseason for, for this team to, to really get out there and, and spend some money and, and start the, uh, I guess, the up and up now. Let's, well, what, let's start the winning. What's the incentive for fans to come out in, in the spring right now? There's... I don't think they care how many people go through the gates at this point. I really don't. But I they should guess... care how many people are watching on TV, though. For sure, for sure. And I think there's enough reason to watch on TV. But to actually go down to the game, I'm not so sure. I wonder how quick it's going to be. The like When do when we see the first report of uh, Vlad Guerrero having lost 10 pounds? Oh, Just that already it. happened. Is it already happened? Stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the last, I think it was about two weeks ago, Like there were a couple of different stories. And people were all over that. I mean, he, granted, he actually he does look a little slimmer. I don't think it's quite as ex- uh, exaggerated well, as people are saying it is. Is he in the but greatest shape of his life? He's probably <laughs> getting there. By by spring training, no, no doubt. That will 100% be a headline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greatest shape of his life. He will have lost magically 40 pounds or something. And now he's... He lost 40 pounds and gained 50 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was the Aaron Sanchez offseason. That'll year, that'll it? be the big one. Yeah, yeah. Put on twenty pounds of muscle in three months. Right. I don't think that's physically possible. Pretty sure it's not. But I'm not a nutritionist. 
Also, I don't think you're a steroid user. Uh, well, as far as you know. That I know of, yeah. <laughs> it's not, I'm not a steroid user, nor am I a nutritionist, so yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty sure 20 pounds of muscle in three months is pretty impossible. Without a lot of help. Alright, so... Whoa. What happened there, Alan? Uh-huh. What, was, what was that? What did you do? I just made a puff of air, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Came out of nowhere. Alright, so we're going to wrap up this episode um, pretty quick here. So, Brendan, you've got the floor right now to discuss uh, Jaybird watching and uh, any of your personal projects you got going on. Yeah, pretty much just that. Thank you, boys, for having me on. It was good uh, to return the favor, but we'll have you boys on our podcast again throughout the offseason. Um, every week, usually, kind of been off of our normal weekly schedule now that Craig joined you guys last week and me this week. So we'll be back out. Don't blame us. Uh, I'm blaming <laughs> myself, man. I lost my fucking passport, so I had to figure that shit out. <laughs> oh, man. I was traveling to Indianapolis for the Colts game a few weeks ago. Oh, and, the, nice. and the night before, I was packing my stuff and realized I didn't have my passport. So I was also doing a little bit of travel for work at this time, too. So at like 11 p.m. when I had to get on a bus at 5 because I was flying out of Buffalo, I didn't have my passport. So I called the U.S. border and said, hey, can I get across not having my passport because they don't have enough time to get it on a rush. Luckily, I got there, and they let me through with my driving license and my health card. But he said, never try this again, because you're not going to be allowed to cross. So, That's nice yeah. of him. N- yeah, very nice of the guy. So, yeah. lesson learned, boys. Never le- never lose your passport. It's really yeah. nice of him, especially since you had that joint in your pocket. Man, that was that was really nice of him. I know. I needed that. I well, he probably like felt bad too. for you going to go watch a Colts game. So. <laughs> <laughs> or and it was against the Jaguars, too, so it wasn't very entertaining. Or you felt bad because you were leaving on a buffalo. One of those two things. Hey, hey. beautiful city, man. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. Holy shit. I was I was <laughs> contemplating going to see the Bills game this uh, this uh, coming Sunday, but then I don't know. You should go. It happened on a Thursday. Thursday. You should go. I'll be there. Oh, will you? Yeah, I'm getting my passport tomorrow morning. <laughs> Just in time. Just in time. That's right. Load up I don't on my flight. I don't know if I could handle them getting the, their shit pushed in by the by the Ravens. Though. Yeah, but they're at home. <clears throat> like yeah, that wasn't a good. I don't know. The Ravens are probably the best team in the NFL. So no, the 49ers are. That's my team. They should have beat them. Neutral ground, no rain. 49ers would have won that game on Sunday, hundred percent. Ah, I think the Niners are definitely legit this year. Well, there's I mean, no way. Pretty much, they don't come out of the NFC. It's about fucking time because I've been waiting six years for them to get back to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. This is the only team that could really reasonably beat them is uh, Seattle. Anyway, this this is a baseball podcast, though, isn't it? I and the thing is, I absolutely despise the NFL, so I'm literally choking down vomit right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you prefer the CFL. Okay, yeah, well, I, like the CFL. I love the CFL. You know what? Man. Don't get me wrong. Let yeah. me clarify. I love the CFL rules. I would wish it were played by NFL caliber players. How about that? On a hundred yard field, not a hundred and ten. Yeah, no, like, hundred and ten uh, field. Like being able to get a point for missing a field goal. That was the biggest that, one to me. That that one I don't like, but for the most part, I like the CFL rule set. No, I don't like hey, the point. This for is this the Canadian field goal rule. It's like, hey, hey there, guy, you tried there, eh? So we're just point. gonna give you. We're just tack on a point for you there. You came close. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly why the CFL is dying in Toronto. <laughs> oh god all right yeah. 
Well, let's wrap. I honestly don't even know when the CFL season starts. July. Like it's great. like people are like, oh, the Grey Cup's on, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know the season started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think it starts in like something weird, like June July. or July. Yep. But does it? Um, I have no yeah, idea. for the most part. <laughs> but we digress. So that'll wrap John, this episode. John just John. can't wait to get out of here. Oh man. His wife is probably telling him, John, if you spend one more second on there, I'm going to spank you. <laughs> You're talking about my wife, man? How long have you been married? Yeah. Uh, a month? A couple of months. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's going to change, man. Just you wait. It, it hasn't will. not changed at all. Yeah, it has. Your collar has no, been tightened noticeably. Nope. You know that leash um, that's uh, by the door there? That's for you. I don't know what you're into, but it's not my scenario. <laughs> All right. But that'll wrap this episode of the Radio Scouts podcast. We'll catch you again when there's actual Blue Jays news to discuss. Catch you next time. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.